Lay us in, Jim. <laughs> All right. Welcome to season three of the After Improv Podcast. My name is Tony Augusti, and with me, as always, are the wizard, the warrior, and the maiden true, Jim Harper, John Yar, Hello. and Heather Anonymous. And did I say my name? Tony? You mean our Tony. reluctant hero? Yes, I am your reluctant hero, Tony Augusti. Oh, and these things will be ever more important this season because we have switched classes. Let me explain by way of reason, which weren't... By, I shouldn't have said by way of reason. I knew <laughs> I should. They were totally unnecessary to the statement, and yet I said it. Uh, what's the reasoning behind Okay. It? Oh, uh, also, we have an, our third straight guest, season premiere guest, and it's probably the best guest of all, not yep. to be biased, but we'll Sorry, bring her on Dave. a little later. Sorry, Frank. But After Improv used to be a podcast about four friends who were taking improv classes together and would go out to the bar and share a bunch of you know stories and whatnot they felt let's make it a podcast but this season it's about four 911 call center operators who are trying to get over their shared ps uh, ptsd mm-hmm. psm no that's not true what it really is is that we uh, four of us uh, switched over to what I do this every week, and John's looking at me like, "What are you doing? I don't understand this." <laughs> God, okay. You I'm didn't gonna, even know. I didn't PTSD. promise it'd be funny. Okay. I'm gonna ruin it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Jim is the ruiner. You're, you know, you're an evil wizard. That's what I decided. What? Or you're a gray wizard. You know, he's you're not the sure. nicest evil wizard I know. That's true. But anyway, <laughs> we switched to taking a writing class at Planet Ant. Tonight was the first class, and so. The tone will be reflected the season in those episodes. It'll be six episodes. It'll be a six-week class. Yeah, but we've got some <laughs> writing uh, examples already for tonight's show. Yeah, the goal, which I didn't realize, was at the end of the class, we're going to have... It's being taught by Mike McGettigan, a well-experienced Detroit-area playwright and member of the resident cast at Planet Ant. Just to specify, this podcast is in no way associated with Planet Ant unless they love it, in which case it's totally associated with Planet Ant and is, in fact, the official podcast of Planet Ant. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, you can slow down what I just said and it'll make sense. So we had the first class today. John, you want to say something? I would just like Planet Ant to give us free classes for doing this. Okay. Well, just, Training yeah. Time. Okay. Before we get to all that, we have a special guest here special tonight. Guest? Specialist of guests. Now, let me ask the special desk. Do you want to use your real name? Or I will always give people the option to be anonymous with their last name. Yeah, because I really like my last name. So I would definitely like to use it. All right. Introduce yourself, your full name in the way that you like it pronounced. I know how to do it, but. Um, Jessica Femininio. Jessica Femininio, everybody. Let's give it up. Femininio. Why is Jim the only one clapping, guys? I said woo! That's not the same. I was saying her name Thank in a you. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Jessica, how do you feel about that forced applause that they berated Um, I feel like Heather's was genuine. It was just like, she's just small, so she can only make so much sounds. Okay. John didn't clap at <laughs> all. John should have tried harder. Yeah. Femininio. Jim clapped the most, and you didn't that's even acknowledge right. him, so that's weird. That's because he knows. Okay. He knows. Oh, that's nice. His special place. So, by way of background, why am I saying by way of? I've been... That's my new know. thing. I your phrase for the day. <laughs> anyway, Jessica was taking improv classes that go kind of concurrently, but not in our class. We started seeing her probably in intro three. Is that right? Or two? Uh, it was, it was no, two. two. Whenever you guys had Michelle. Yeah. Like, uh, she yeah. was in the yeah. class next door with Frank and some other people. Yeah. But we knew of her. We were like, who is this girl? You know, this sassy, uh, sassy young woman. And that would yeah. sometimes join our class when there was joint class. And then she started hanging out with us after the bar. And then in intro three with Quentin Hicks, she left halfway through. Um, I, 
It was like the week before the glass show. It was not halfway through. Oh, yeah. It was most of it. You so just missed I, out on I the I did show. most of it. Just full disclaimer, I'm terrible at math. So okay. let's say math. six eighths completed. Yes. Um, and then she And moved. it still counts as complete. Fourths. So if I go yeah. back to go, three I do fourths. get to go to the class. Yeah. Board. And which you paid for the class. That's three the most fourths. noble thing that you did. They I, gave you a discounted <laughs> rate and you paid for the class. I totally paid for the class. Mm-hmm. Definitely paid for it. Improv is about selling stuff, even if it's not true. Oh, yeah. I yeah. definitely paid for the class. Mm-hmm. What I remember is... The second she learned she had a makeshift booty, she was out. That's true. You were famously, someone I, described you no. as having, like when you were leaving, the teacher had everybody say uh, what they liked about you. And Her Brian, words. Brian said, you have a makeshift booty. And we could never figure out what he meant by that. I don't yeah. even know. We asked him. I asked him in a subsequent I, class and he couldn't really explain it. It's just, I guess, it's just it's, It is there. something. You can't explain it. He no. said it like it was a compliment, though. Yeah, I mean, he he was like, "Girl, you got that makeshift booty," and I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. I went right home and I googled it, and I nothing. Yeah. I want to. I <laughs> want to no popularize makeshift shit. booty and get it on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's how do you even enter things on Urban Dictionary? You can submit it. Oh. Then, you gotta have a lot. Why swag. has no one done this, John? Uh, I've done it. I got rejected. I forgot what the word was. Mm. But Jessica left to pursue uh, a seasonal job at a ski resort, which makes me sound like I'm just not really committed to improv. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. I just like okay. traveling. Jessica left to uh, t- take part in a real life movie from the 1980s. Yes, I was in the Peace Corps <laughs> for six months. Yeah, yeah, she was in the Peace Corps. I was too good at it. They're like, you're bringing too much peace. Yeah, time to leave. Yeah. Building You're, too many houses. Exactly. Jimmy Carter kicked her out. That's yeah. true. He did. He's like, I, don't know I, I was going to do my Jimmy Carter I don't know impression. I, I, was like, Jim. I was like, Jim totally did kick Jessica, her out. Jessica, get out of here. That's my Jimmy Carter impression. <laughs> it's it was so good. spot on. It's so good. It actually was yeah. pretty good. Um, but I would say Jessica, realistically, she's like the fifth Beatle, you know? Or maybe Yoko. Not Yoko. Fifth Beatle. I'll go back uh, to yeah, Fifth Beatle. Yeah, because I don't want to like ruin it. Yeah, no. She didn't ruin anything. I, I fully believe that had she stayed she would have been a regular member of this podcast. Do you guys agree? Yep. Okay. Yes. Thank you, John. Uh, you know what I love about the show is like the interaction and the, the feedback between us. Well, I love you all. It's banter. Anyway. Oh, don't yeah. make me cry. Don't, be, yeah. don't make me cry. That was all sarcastic because they all just said yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, don't you guys agree? Yes. That is correct. Yes, Ask Tony. a yes or no question. Okay. Jesus. All right. <laughs> yeah, really. So Jessica is back in town for a month until the end of May. Yeah. For any stalkers out there. And then back to the wilderness. Back yeah. to the wilderness. But not to Colorado. But No, to... I just bought my plane ticket for Alaska today, actually. Nice. Mm-hmm. And no. what are you going to be doing up there? I'm doing guest service. I'm just working for a cruise line. I just want to see Alaska, really. Okay. My question is... Cruise line not being mentioned. What are you going to do with your weed withdrawal in Alaska? Um, I don't think there will be, because Alaska, there's not much to do other than get really drunk and smoke a lot of weed. But so isn't I'm it illegal? Because sure I know you would never break the law. I would never break the law, except in the case of marijuana. I think... <laughs> which <laughs> I thought there was... was legalized in Alaska okay, just yeah, recently. So. Oh, okay. Then you're but safe. it's not like they don't have dispensaries set up, because it takes like a year to set up dispensaries. Why so long? Because... Um, they have to like figure out their licensing systems and everything. Like it's not really standardized yet because not enough states have done it. Okay. Uh, so I'll ask you what I ask all the people. Mm. Why don't you tell more people about this podcast? No, I have been. Telling I'm just people. kidding. I, what made you decide to take it? Like, how long have you been doing improv? You started in college, which I didn't know um, until recently. Yeah, when I was in high school, we we had a director who was really focused on improv as a thing, and then I figured out that I could do it, and I was like, awesome. 
So you had a lot of theater in high school. I, yeah, I didn't get a lot of parts, but I was in like backgroundy, a lot of theater. And then, um, when I went to college, there was an improv troupe and it ended up like falling apart and I wanted it to not be gone. So I brought it back and then I just did it through there and tried to help people figure out how to do things based on what I figured out, if that makes any sense. So you were kind of like a naturalistic improviser and you never, you just learned it kind yeah, of Yeah, I came from like a really sarcastic family. So like that was how you survived. If you couldn't come up with shit, you were just made fun of. How many siblings do you have? And I siblings total? have... Just names the ones that you don't Four siblings, right. two younger, two older. Okay. So I'm right smack dab in the middle. The middle Ooh. finger. And if I have like step siblings and now married in siblings, but like of the people that are blood related to me, there's four. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a podcast, everybody. No. Yeah. All right. Good podcast. Let's yeah. go. No, did, you, did you have drama classes in college? Um, I go? did. I went to a little university called Fair State in Big Rapids, Michigan. It's Ooh, a great place machi- to do theater. Machining. I spent one night at Fair State. I'll Did tell you, you about it. Was in the it a crazy night? It was a crazy night. Fair, there's nothing else to do. It's like Alaska. There's nothing to do but drink and smoke weed. Seriously. Yeah. It involved, is... it involved marijuana. I'm sure it did. My friend whose dad had just died, I was like t- picking him up from school so he could come back from the funeral on the night of my finals. And an iguana. And an iguana. And a Bridgeport milling machine. Yeah. What? <laughs> we'll explore it in a further episode. This yes. is about Jessica. Let's get back on message, Tony. Talking in the third person. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and then what made you decide to take uh, comedy at Go, uh, Go Comedy? Um, my friend lived in Ferndale, just like right off Nine Mile. And so she Nine was, Mile is a street in Michigan for people listening is, in California. If you've it, ever seen Eight Mile in the Philippines, it's one mile away from eight One mile. mile from that. Eight Mile dangerous. But there's a Nine huge difference. No. Yeah. Yeah. But really, there is. It's like two ends of the universe. Yeah. yeah. And for our Cambodian audience, Six Mile is not six miles long, it's actually longer than that. Otherwise, they'll be confused. All right, go ahead. That is important information. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Thought they do it different in Cambodia. Really, they name the roads based on how long. That's crazy. They are. Yeah, I made that up. You Did you believe me? Jane? I just you really sold it, Tony. I just yeah. hate when I feel like Jim I like I'm really invested in things and then you're lies. Like you lie to me all the time. Like I call Jim the ruiner, but really I'm the ruiner because lying <laughs> to me, lying is like a magic trick. If you admit it right away, you know, like make up this fantastic lie, and they'll be like, "You're an asshole," but like, but that was pretty. Yeah, good. at least you don't keep it going. I guess that's the one. I like to wait me. until they ask, like, "Are you kidding?" and be like, "Yeah, I'm kidding." Yeah. Right. Do you want to give a shout out to your friend? Um, Caitlin Ringy, yeah. Well, yeah, no, Caitlin, she what's up, girl? She may or may not listen to this. She does love podcasts, actually. She listens to it? She, she, I'm trying to get her to listen to it. She, she listens better to a listen lot of, to this episode. She works at a job where she should listen to it, so I'm going to make her. I'll just, ha- I'll just download it for her. Okay. She'll I mean, listen to this episode. I know, because she knows you. Yeah. No, she'll listen to it. Is this the friend you're going on a road trip with? Um, No. Okay. That's Laura that I brought the other day. Okay. Uh-huh. Jessica's going on a road trip tomorrow to see a live taping of... Uh, Welcome to Night Vale, which yes. is also an awesome podcast. Yeah. But I mean, it's guys, really popular, so listen to this before you listen to that. Well, I'm sure they'll get a lot of spillover audience from us now. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Welcome to Night Vale. We're a juggernaut. Oh, we just lost all also, our... Also, if there's any yeah. copyrights... Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, you can plug somebody. It's yeah, fine. I think... I don't think they I'll can. probably get sued for the last podcast because I totally put up Cats in the Cradle on it without asking for any permission. Cats in the Cradle in and the, the copyrights. <laughs> little boy blue who got raped in jail one night. Because he went to jail because he couldn't afford to pay his lawsuit thing. Yeah. yeah. Man. Government. I want to cut that out, but I'm not going to because it's Please important don't. to fail. Please don't. Uh, so anyway, Please so you decided to take yeah. uh, improv comedy. Yes. I Go. went, saw a show, liked it. 
I ended up moving home from college, deciding I hated nothing more than living at home. And I was like, what would make this better? So I don't want to shoot myself in the face. And then I took improv class and I was like, oh, that fixes it. There you go. So you no longer want to shoot yourself in the face. I no longer want to shoot myself in the face. Not since she abandoned us. I know. Um, You can do it. We never had the episode. Where I we always dealt with tried her. to get in your guys' class like so hard when we when it was like the class with Joe. I was like, "Can we be with the other class today? That other class that's over there, that <laughs> in the just one room over. Just if we could go over there, that'd be great." We had the hottest class in Go Comedy. I mean, but you had Frank all to yourself. <laughs> we oh, Frank, it, it's like my best friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. Franklin. I asked. Else? I also asked him about his braces in the last episode for people that missed. Oh my out. god! Yeah, we had a lengthy discussion about his braces. Adult orthodontist. What did he? Yeah. Was he just like, you know what? I deserve to be happy. No, it was such no. a sweet story. He yeah. did it because his son needed braces, and he got it with his son to bond. I'm gonna with cry. Them. That's oh be- that's so frank. It's is that so real? Frank. Is that real? Or is that yeah. a lie? Okay, listen to it. I can't on the ever tell. Yeah, I mean, it's that's sort of true. Yet, yeah, for some reason. I think he just coincidentally, I don't know if he did it to support his son. He just did it because his son was doing it. But he was very sweet when talking about his kids. I asked him which of his kids did he li- love the most. And he said he loved them both equally and he meant it. Aww. I thought he was going to give like a jokey answer, but he totally didn't. He was like, no, he's like, I'm really lucky, man. I love both of my kids equally. And then Heather was snoring in the background. We- <laughs> <laughs> my mom won't claim she has favorites, but she does. Who's she her does. favorite? It was me, and then I kept moving. Oh. So, so I don't know now. I think it's probably my little brother because he actually stays around. The rest of us are kind of. Okay. Well, that's what they say. Parents, a uh, mother's love is conditional. That's what they always say. Yeah. So, did you do anything with your mom for Mother's Day, which was just Sunday? Um, No, she just like made dinner, and she wouldn't let me help. She already had it done when I came home. And I was like, Jacqueline, this isn't the point. And she was like, <laughs> Jacqueline. It's Jacqueline. too late. I do when I'm like upset with her. I'm like, Jacqueline, what is this? And we don't even have the same last name anymore because she got remarried. So I get to go, Jacqueline the Rocca. What the hell? La Rocca. That's the a cool Rocca. Last name. It's a pretty great. The Rocca or La Rocca? La Rocca. Oh, La Rocca. Oh. That's way better. It would be great. The Rocca. You should yeah. just change it to the Rocca. I want to change. I would happily change my last name to La Rocca. Oh, really? I but like my last name. Femininio. Femininio is a great last name. I know. Name. It's an awesome last name, but like, I really, really, my stepdad's like awesome. So I would like to be. I think you could like, only change it to La Rocca if you became like a kickboxer or MMA yeah. I would say either of those names are good clothing designer names, like Femininio or La Rocca. Yeah. Femininio would be a bit much to put on, like, tags. I'd have to come up with, like, a cute name for clothing line. Because, like, you can't just put... It's not like I could be, like, Chanel. It would be, like, you'd have to have a really long tag. Well, you'd have to change the pronunciation, but you could say Neneo. Damn. Neneo. That's... Like Calvin Klein. (laughs) (laughs) Mineo <laughs> right? now in Target because yeah. let's be honest let's not shoot too high here maybe Kmart I'll start at Kmart yeah the first 100 customers at Macy's get a Neneo gift bag this Mother's Day <laughs> the podcast is brought good... to you by all these things plus a random cruise line that we're not going to mention the name of yes no. exactly that would be a really good perfume name mm-hmm. I like that now how'd you, how'd you find the job up in Alaska um, I, where I worked at Copper, <laughs> a lot of the people that were recruited there were recruited from this job. And oh. like my best friend from there was going back and I had zero plans and really didn't want to think that far. Mm-hmm. And I knew they'd hire me. So I was very grown up and was like, well, this job will hire me and I don't really care. <laughs> and I got that job. That's cool. Is it like a contract for a certain amount of time? Um, yeah, it's. From June to like the end of their season, because I'm going late. I should have technically gone in the beginning of May. That's when their season starts. 
but I wanted to be home for a month. And be on the podcast. And That's the exactly podcast. what you told me. I was them, like, I um, actually, insert name of random cruise line, I have a podcast to do with some people. Mm-hmm. So. And Kathy Lee Gifford was, I totally understand. She was. She was. If I could see Jessica now. On a t- <laughs> it's not them. Uh, so what city like, are you going to be in? I'm going to be in Denali National Park. So wow. not necessarily after. like very far from the nearest city. It's going to be a very r- rural. That's a tough moment. one. Yeah. That's a hard one. I've what is it a- from Thirty Rock? Rural juror. <laughs> I love the rural juror. Rural juror. Ridiculous. There's a lot of weird pauses in this podcast. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I know. You know what I think we should do? Yeah. We need to form a troop and then use our Jessica connection to get hired in. On a cruise line, so we oh, improv every night, they every could, night talent, yeah. Yeah, they could just put comedians. you in like a cafe, really, like a small little restaurant with it. Yeah, that's all we yeah, need. Yeah, it's just to divert. You'd be all right. No, I mean it would be like really easily, t- easy to please, like drunk cruise people. Yeah, and we'll this. be like, can we get a suggestion? Dildo. Exactly. Oh, or like sea turtle, like whatever they done during the day, jet really? ski. But then, Heather, you would have to take one of those medications so that, like, when you drink alcohol, you would actually have a terrible reaction. You know, like they give to alcoholics sometimes? Mm. No. Is okay. that a thing that they do? Yeah, that's take, a real thing. She'd have to take methadone. Oh, that's a, that. Either one. You guys, I don't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you drink the day after you got I've heard a great smashed. cure for alcoholism is heroin. I've heard a great cure is recording yourself drunk on a podcast. And all your friends listen to sick burn. That sick burn of the week was brought to you by Band Aid. Band Aid for all your sick burn needs. We we're looking for sponsors. Jessica, would you like to hear the stories we wrote in writing I w- class? I today? would love to. Hear okay, so Jessica's gonna be sitting with us in on the podcast tonight, as Jim said. Uh, so let's transition, Jim, to back to the class. What we did in class today. Jim, why don't we talk about what we did in our first class? All right. So what we did in class today was we talked about writing. And uh, we wrote some short stories based on character point of views. And uh, let me get my notebook. Okay. Yeah. So just to elaborate a little bit, what he had us do was describe ourselves all the steps to bowling. So from the point, boss, boss. I Describe them as boringly the as possible. Boss loves Very Jessica, mundane. by the way. Yeah, the mundane process of like from pulling up in your car to going up to the counter and running your shoes and bowling, all the steps of bowling. Then he assigned each of us character point of views and then had us rewrite it. And then that part we had to read out loud to the rest of the class. I do have to say I liked at first the dry step because when we started adding in the point of views and I couldn't like figure out where to go with it, I could just go to that dry step. It did uh, make it easier to structure. And then mm-hmm. I could just write down the dry step, and then I could just write something funny after it. There's a reason. And he gave us, like, the first and last line. The first line was, we pull into the parking lot, and the last line was, and that's our score. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is it, like, different? I've taken, like, a creative writing class before. Would it be similar to that, or is it, like, Probably. a different? It, I guess the this one has an end goal of writing specifically short form at least to start meaning like sketch and uh comedic writing his goal is to help you this is going to i think be like a four series class four class series yeah and his goal is to give you a portfolio (laughs) so by the end we'll have like 20 sketches and three monologues i think and it'll be a portfolio that's capable did he say 20 i thought he said two 
I think it's two. It's two by the end of the class, but by the end of the series, after four classes, it's 26. Oh, okay. So it's like... He won't lick your face. And and that way we can submit that as a writing portfolio. And then as we read these here, Jessica was the only person who has not heard these before. She is going to critique each of our stories. Yeah, and do you want her to critique uh, in in progress or? I think she should wait because it'll you break have, up the pacing. You have some that are in progress and some that are. Are these written in? No, no. Like, in... does, do you want her to critique it after each reading, or wait till everybody's read and then critique? Oh, I think well, each I think reading. Okay, and then at the end she'll vote on her favorite, and then that <laughs> which one is her favorite will be the person she loves the most among us. Wow. Wow. You know Can it's going to work the, the other way though. Is the dog an option? <laughs> no. Boss is the star of his own story. He, he, he probably is. You know, he's very, he's doing his whole other thing. I can't, I'll mention it in a later podcast. Let's just say it has a lot to do with like stopping human trafficking in Vietnam. So he doesn't really it. want to talk about I it because it. it can be kind of dangerous. Are these in short story form or are they in script form? Out of curiosity. Short story. And that's the other thing that's probably different from a writing class is this is uh, kind of aimed towards like stage performance. Yeah. So okay. t- technically this is a monologue. Okay. So, Jim, since you brought up, why don't we start with you? Well, fine. Okay. Well, first what? of all. What? what do you say like that? <laughs> that made so little sense. Well, uh, You're like, well, fine. <laughs> He's like, well, if I must. First Do of all, Mike gave us each a point of view to work with. Yes. So my point of view was, um, you know, going through a bowling alley was I'm only bowling because my wife is making me. Okay. It was so funny. It was so funny. They were given, yeah. you were That's given these point of views? I have yes. no idea what's going on. Yeah, like so he my, told um, us, we're all going to a bowling alley. The same okay. scenario. And then he came out and he's like, your character is only bowling because Don't oh, okay. forcing me to. Got it, yeah. got it. And then okay. we rewrote it. I'm going to try reading this like nobody's here and I'm, I'm doing like a voiceover for my own book. Do you want us not to <laughs> laugh at Like I'm doing Fifty Shades of Grey. You I'm can, not going to laugh. You can anyways. laugh. I feel like we should laugh, but we don't have to. It's up to you. I'm going to laugh. Okay. <sighs> All right. Everybody be quiet. Settle. You, Jessica. So reminding, I'm only bowling because my wife is making me. I drove into the parking lot of the bowling alley. Driving my wife's pink minivan always makes me feel like such a bitch. I grabbed my ball and my shoes out of the minivan and made my way to the front door of the bowling alley. The whole way thinking about my wife and what she said. If I don't improve my handicap, no more sex. I went inside. I walked up to the cashier and asked him for lane seven. That's my wife's lucky lane. I walked to the lane. I sat down and put on the orthopedic bowling shoes my wife bought me for my birthday. (laughs) I reached down and I took out my ball. It was a pink nine-pounder with sparkles on it, and it said, Teen Pink. I started to cry. <laughs> Why did I marry a semi-professional women's bowling professional? Oh. <laughs> Why? I picked up my ball and I started throwing it down the lane. Tears, blood, sweat. Strike, strike, strike. When I looked up and my emotional frenzy cleared, I had seen that the entire bowling alley was standing around me cheering. I had bowled a perfect 300. And scene. 
Thanks. I messed up that line, but I thought it was. That's good. all right. It's part of the game. I thought it added to it. What? I thought it added to it when you messed oh, up the line. Yeah. Honestly, I thought that was. I think that's part of an improv thing. Like you learn to like when people screw up, you just fucking laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just makes it funny. Also, these are all first drafts, so you know. I mean, we had like ten minutes to write these. Yeah. So Jessica, your opinion? Don't look at Jim when you say it. You okay. Look at me. Um, I liked that. I thought that he just. Like the pink things were just because his wife was super girly, and then he was like, "Oh, actually, she's a professional, professional of bowling professional." <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm wondering, did she? But this makes me want to know more about it, I guess. So like, it's good that I'm wondering it. Like, I'm wondering if it's her hand-me-down ball or if she was just like, "You're my bitch, and you're gonna get a pink ball because I say you're gonna get a pink ball." Like, and he would just have to do it. And also, I'm wondering if he's old or if he just has foot problems because he has orthopedic shoes. Like, I'm imagining that, like, he's this, like, middle-aged dude, but, like, he's got foot problems just to add to the other problems he's got going on. He's just, like, walking around, like, oh, these damn flat feet. This plantar fasciitis. Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I liked it. I I could imagine it. I like the idea of a pink minivan. I've never seen such a thing, but I can picture it really perfectly because everyone knows that one mom that has like a shit ton of kids and they roll up in a minivan. So you could see like this poor dude just like just trying to make his life work with all this pink shit. I don't know. When you got that sweet bowling money, you can make anything pink. Yeah, right? Especially a woman bowler. Yeah. That's where all the money is. Yeah. It is. That's a very thoughtful critique. Uh, I was, was. going to say critique, but yeah. it was more of a critique. Very good. very good. Jim was impressed, and he's grateful for it. Mm-hmm. No defending yourself either, guys. That's a real. Jim didn't do it. That's the way to do it. You just sit there and okay. take the hit. That's how I'll do Cause it. Because Jessica might get tough. Okay. Oh, oh shit. She That's will. I can handle it. Okay. Heather, are you up? I will read mine. All right. John, you want to, or just direct the mic, turn it maybe toward her. So, okay. Very good. So my point of view was that I did not like bowling um, and that I was just there for the booze. How true to life is that? That is that absolutely I also laughed at my suggestion. Because he totally was, just looked at us and profiled us and he was he like, got, that's most got of us so correct. <laughs> yeah. When he did Jim and uh, Heather, there was a, another guy in the class. I think his name was Matt. His name was Matt. Matt. And he said, uh, dude, you're, you're going to rewrite your scene like you're really superstitious. He's like, actually, that's the way I wrote it the first time. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's good. Yeah. All right, proceed. I pulled into the parking lot of the Hazel Park bowling alley. I parked my car and sat there for a few minutes. I knew all my friends were waiting inside. God, I hate bowling, I thought. But bargaining with myself, I thought at least they'll all be buying pitchers of beer. I walked through the doors where I was almost immediately greeted by my friend. I smiled like I cared. I paid the cashier and got my bowling shoes. I walked over to the table where my friends had gathered, already with two pitchers on the table. Hey man, let me pour you a beer. Yes, please. I put on the shoes, gulped half my beer, and made my way over to the racks of bowling balls. I picked a lightweight pink ball. I headed back to the table where I drank two more beers, waiting for my turn. Then I walked down to the lane and chucked my pink ball to the ground, sending it almost straight into the gutter. I continued this pattern of two beers to a turn, 
And while my bowling didn't get any better, it didn't get any worse. My final score would have been six, but I managed to get a strike on my, on my very last turn by gliding down the lane, slip and slide style, head first into the pins. Very nice. That was so hard to read my handwriting. <laughs> my handwriting is terrible. That's fine. Nobody can see your po- handwriting on the podcast. Okay, so. this is true. Jessica, your reaction. Okay. Um, it was a lot of I, and I don't, like, because I know who you are, it makes sense to me, but if I, like, I didn't have any idea who you were, I wouldn't have known, like, what your age range was, like, any of those things about you that would make me, like, more interested in you as a character. Let me interrupt you right there. I wish, I should clarify that the teacher instructed us to write it in the first person. Okay. Okay. All right. So see, that clears it up for me yeah. a little bit. Because no, don't I, you feel embarrassed? No, I don't. No. Okay. Because well, I didn't have I was details. not given proper information. I was talking to Heather. Oh. Heather, don't you feel embarrassed that Jessica said that about you? No, I don't. Okay. I'm trying to start a fight here. It's not working. I'm not going to fight with Jessica. Oh, obviously. you guys are best friends. Whatever. I think something to keep in mind, too, that these are written to be performed. So you'd see someone oh, yeah. saying see? this and you'd be able They're to monologues. That is true. I did. I keep forgetting So the with all this new information. Yeah. With all this new information being taken in, um, it's, <laughs> my, main, my main critique was that I didn't know about the character. But if the character is Heather and she's standing in front of me but, delivering such a monologue. But the character is not me. Yeah, and this not is why necessarily. I agree. This is why I agree with her, what she was trying to say before you tried to say all those other things. Well, I just yeah. wanted to add a little background to it yeah. because this is like a 10 minute exercise. But I mean, like even if we're reflecting back, like not the gym is the pinnacle at the moment, but Jim was giving me like the details of, yeah. you know, okay. Pinnacle gym. Okay. Jim was giving That's me like the details thing. of like why he was there, like more insight into his mind. You didn't get a lot of insight into her mind except for like a few moments. Right. And when you did, it was like, it was nice because she would tell you like, man, I really hate this. And then she's like, I would have liked to know why it was she needed beer so much to be around these people. Like, mm-hmm. in a, if I'm overthinking it completely, maybe that's what's happening. But like, no, I what is it about your friends that make you like, oh, I just hate being around these people. Let me drink like 17 beers in this time space. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping for a big fight there. It didn't happen. Well, I agree oh. with what she's saying. I know. That's why there wasn't a fight. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I wasn't hoping for a fight. We're I was like, the... why you got to be I'm like that? Yeah. This is your house. That would. This is what would get destroyed if things went down. Okay, so my character's point of view was that bowling is a spiritual thing. Hmm. I pulled into the church parking lot and parked under a light. I clicked open my trunk and gingerly pulled out my custom ball, cradling it in my arms as I walked up to the doors. I looked both ways for traffic. It wouldn't do to get hurt at this holy place. I swung open the doors, and as I stepped inside, I inhaled a long breath through my nose. The smells of the oils and the musk of the men and the women. Praying here was intoxicating. The monk at the counter reserved a lane for me to observe in, and the boy fetched me a pair of eleven and a half, bless him. I was off to lane four, and I kicked off my mundane shoes and slid my feet into the smooth rentals so many people had worshipped with before. I slowly removed my ball from its bag, glowing gloriously orange as the fluorescence hit it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I stepped up to the lane and centered myself, feeling at one with the world. I approached and followed through, the ball sliding down into the lane and then into the gutter again and again. The pins never wavered, but I knew in my soul that I was purifying myself with every throw, and it didn't matter that my score was zero. I would just like to say at the conclusion of that story, like Boss looked up at you. He was, it was like, regal what? as hell. <laughs> he felt, I think God was in this room for a little he second. He felt there. it. Yeah, Boss. Okay. Jessica, your reaction. I think the main part that I liked about that was the use of the voice because like that makes it a character for me. Like it's not just John reading what he's reading. It's like this dude that's like super. I liked also the use of the term of monk for the guy. Like, like, because that takes you to a whole nother world. You're like, wait, was it actually a monk? Then you're like, no, wait, okay, this guy's really weird. (laughs) and also (laughs) but like i mean it would be you wouldn't like think that a guy who worships bowling would be a normal dude probably and i like that he wasn't good at it like that's my favorite part like if he'd been like strike strike Yeah. yeah i'm so awesome at this thing i worship but he sucks at it and still is like you know what the Lord is with me when I'm throwing this ball down the sleigh. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot because I didn't expect it and I liked not expecting it. I was expecting him to be like, and I rolled a strike and then another perfect strike. But he was like, I actually suck at all the things I love. <laughs> I noticed after you said that, I noticed that me and Jim were like opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. You're My right. guy loves bowling and sucks at it. And his guy hates bowling. He and even... is awesome. Because his yeah. is fueled by fury and yours by love. See? Yeah. Anger Love is a mistake. You... Gotta be furious. You're both able to detach in different ways. Yeah. You know? But uh, mm-hmm. I agree with the monk. I thought that was such a strong word. Like even when you read it in class, everyone's like, it 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 changed to like the dynamic of the story. Everyone's like, I was like, oh, it's like a temple now. And also at one point, I noticed that you said you brought out the ball and it was glowing orange on the fluorescence. And I was thinking like, what glow ball? You know, like when the black lights are playing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Glow that. bowling. That's the best. Eighth grade. That takes me back. <laughs> Global and birthday party. <laughs> All right. So I will read my story now. The finale. The finale. Clock my five. thing was, hey, I, this is so random, by the way. Mike McGettigan <laughs> said, okay, you're going to write it from a point of view of a guy who is scared of black people, but is trying not to show it. Secretly scared of black yeah, people. Nobody knows of- except him. Secretly scared of black people. <laughs> It was so bizarre. Uh, it's like he knew you said on the podcast. Like, did that you write it was this upside okay. down or right side up? Because I'm like, left-handed. You keep flipping the book yeah, over. Yeah, I did because I write. I turn it because I was writing on my palm because I'm left-handed. So I do this so my wrist doesn't get tired. There wasn't like a I like to save my wrist stru- strength for other things. Indeed. Like typing on a computer. Of course. Fucking perverts. Of course. All right. And fucking perverts. Yeah. Fucking perverts. <laughs> yeah. I said fucking to emphasize There's it, but it lost all power. Between those two all right. Uh, here we go. I pulled into the parking spot, turning down the volume on the WJLB, blaring out my half-lowered windows to let everyone know I was down. After checking to see there were no thuggish types in the parking lot, I quickly opened the car door, got out and looked at, and looked at it. Uh, I strode as fast as I could across the parking lot, but not so fast that I appeared scared. There was an old man, there was an old one of them standing outside the door. (laughs) I tensed up, but he smiled and held open the door for me. 
One of the good ones. Oh, no. <laughs> there were a lot of them in this particular bowling alley, but I just focused on the white people and reminded myself that I wasn't alone. <laughs> but the guy manning the counter was one of them, too. Oh, no. There was no avoiding him. His name tag said Darnell. <laughs> a lot better than some of the names I had to deal with at work. <laughs> He gave me a bored look as he rang me up for my order and sprayed disinfectant in my shoes. He saw my hand shaking as I held out my Platinum American Express card. (laughs) Parkinson's, I said, offering a weak smile. He didn't believe me. I didn't believe me. I kept my head down as I sat at my assigned lane and put on my rental shoes. There were a whole group of them in the lane next to me, high schoolers. They stopped talking and stared at me. They knew. I pretended not to notice them, but I knew they knew I was pretending not to notice them, which made it worse. My chest felt tight. I got up and started pacing the racks of balls behind the lanes, picking the first ball I tested. I bowled and tried to forget where I was, who was all around me, but my score told me the truth. 49. So before Jessica says anything... There were several points during that where her face spoke volumes yeah. that none of the listeners... That is true. I will say this is also the most uncomfortable point of the class. <laughs> I heard audibly, audibly uh, to reiterate, I'm Indian, I'm just saying, doesn't make it any I better. found it very interesting Indian, that your character could be was... confused for black if you didn't know things. Well, yeah, because well, that's myself. true. Yeah, you I like it... that your character identifies as white. Like, you're writing this, you're like, yeah, I'm one of the white guys. Yeah, because it, uh, to me it was like, that would make it more uncomfortable for the people listening, <laughs> yeah. which are all white. In my class, but I just heard one woman at one point. I think I said when it was one of the good ones. I heard her go. She, I just heard her go. Oh my god! <laughs> Were you the only like non-white white person? You got yes. It. Oh man. Yep. No, I, really, I would just like to say. Well, go ahead. Say what you have to say. No, I mean that. I was just like that would because they they would some of them would be thinking it, which is awful, but it's there. Like, this is getting, like, controversial, but, like, they would be thinking it. So, like, the fact that you don't specifically say that it's a black person, like, the closest you get to it is, like, Darnell. Yeah. Like, they think it. Like, they put that person, like, they mm-hmm. insert a black character into that thuggish types, which is probably what made them so uncomfortable because they're like, he never said it, but damn, what are we thinking? Well, I mean, he led a nice bread trail to it with one of them yeah which is akin to those people or yeah could be you Japanese people, people or whatever yeah but i and mean and then you... also thuggish types and we've heard on the news recently what a thug is yeah i also thought it was kind of endearing that you recognize that the character knew that like they weren't the problem that himself was the problem yeah because that was almost like a test for him to go like he was going here to like you know, because it wasn't hateful. It was just like really, yeah, like awkward. But I will say, this is my wheelhouse. Like I love <laughs> making jokes like this about race. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, so as soon as he gave it to me, I was like, dream come true. You it's know, like, like again knew that you had given yourself permission to do racist. Jokes. Yeah, but I see, like that's what I tried to do too. I went out of my way not to say black. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I think that makes it more uncomfortable. I think 
It did. I really, I it will did. say, I really enjoyed making my class uncomfortable. <laughs> and they were. I mean, a lot of them were. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, these guys know me better that were in the class, so it's probably easier for them. <laughs> but just like when people say, oh my God, and like some other person was like, I was oh. laughing so hard. Your thing was funny, but I was also laughing at them being horrified. Yeah, that's what I, that's the only thing I, <laughs> I was just like, this is great. So I don't even care if the story is good or not. Yeah. But. No, I like, I like the story. I okay. just like, I like that you guys informed me that your class was made so uncomfortable by the story. It makes it even better. Because, like, I was over here like, oh, God, Tony. (laughs) Like, I know you, but I haven't been around you a lot, like, in, like, six months to be like, oh, my God, right. Tony's just, like, doesn't care. Tony doesn't give a shit. Like, what? Over the last six months, Tony turned into a total white racist. Yeah. Why is Tony such a douche? (laughs) I'm, well, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna justify anything. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, All my black friends can deal with it. <laughs> Darnell. Is that well, a friend of yours? I oh, I was like, <laughs> I wish it was. I don't have any black friends named Darnell. I just like the name Darnell because to me it's like, quote unquote, like a stereotypical black name, mm. but it's not a name that people like bring up to be racist. Like you know, usually like racist black names people bring it they'll be like Tyrell or Tyrone or Leroy but Darnell is a very to me like a very neutral like black name like Winston you know it's not like obnoxiously exactly yeah but uh yeah, I really enjoy that. That I might have peaked in this class with that exercise. <laughs> oh, he started out too strong. At you know, Magetigan's never going to give you the racist one again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, was, it was like too easy. Yeah, I really enjoyed the. And then we uh, concluded the class by watching a bunch of clips off YouTube. It was almost like you know, like my dream class because it's just like okay, do some writing and then watch clips off the internet. Because I'm that guy that likes to show people clips and they all get annoyed with me. But yeah. he basically gave us examples of uh, comic monologues. Different uh, styles. Yeah, different styles like Eric Bogosian and Bob Newhart and uh, who's the third one? Uh, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. Atkinson. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson. Like Atkins. comedy monologues, like not in the setting of like, not delivered like stand up, but delivered like a monologue. Yeah, see, I, I asked that question too. I said, what's the difference between a monologue and a bit? And he said, a bit is like a funny thing you say. And he said, bits can be within monologues, mm-hmm. but a monologue is like performed, it's basically one person talking. Um, and it can be either just talking in general or like pretending to address a person, mm-hmm. but it's like one long piece and there's like an idea. Am I, and also I got the, um, the feeling like what you do is you brainstorm out jokes and bits and then you weave them into a monologue. Oh. So yeah. like when there's a big joke within a monologue, that's the bit. The monologue is bit. the structure that lets you go from bit to bit. Yeah. And so our homework for this week is to write a 500 word comic monologue. And email him a link to a monologue that you like. Yeah. Comedy monologue. And actually, it was because he said, too, uh, you can suggest like clips you think the class should be. And I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, let me pull up my Word document. I know. Let me pull out my dream journal. And uh, I like to say, I think Jessica's feedback was really good. Yeah, great job, Jessica. Thanks, Very thoughtful. Because it's like what you did was let us give, uh, you gave us insight into what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to, um, you know, see if we were conveying what we wanted to by reflecting on your brain. And that's another thing Mike McGinnon talked about is like distancing yourself from the material. He said, don't try and defend, you know, because people are going to comment on your stuff in the class. And because he was saying that he was like that early in his career um, that people cr- critique stuff and you get really defensive. He's like, you know, you are not what you write. Yeah. Like, but, I feel like when I was like 
Heather accepted the criticism really well, and then you were trying to defend her. She's like, no, wait. <laughs> like, well, I was just yeah. trying to give context yeah. because you're going into that whole first person thing. Yeah, I truly. I mean, I agreed with everything you said more than Heather did. Sorry, Heather. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. Uh, Heather looks just disgusted with me, like tired. Are you tired? I took like a three-hour nap today, but. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yes, I am tired, but you still are tired. I have a headache. Okay. I am kind of tired. We okay. won't go into it. That's all I wanted you to say. I'm kind of tired. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I think um, like distancing yourself from your own material is like, I think that's important in improv though, because it's like you can, you learn to just say things mm-hmm. and then uh, if the audience laughs, then that's great. If they don't laugh, it's like you don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can't expect them to laugh. Yes. But uh, he gave us a lot of advice on how to start and how to keep ourselves from stopping. Yeah, we kind of talked about common things. And maybe it might be good to go around like things that stop you from writing. Uh, he said time was one, motivation was another, and self-doubt was a third. Uh, if you can think of another one, maybe go around. For me, self-doubt is like a big thing. Like uh, I think I've told you before, I've written a, like a novel, a screenplay. I've co-written two other screenplays. But it, I've always been racked by self-doubt. Because when I write, I know I'm going to edit but it's like, it's very hard. I'll be like, oh, this is fucking terrible. You know, it's fucking terrible. Even yeah. when I was writing this, I was like, all I could think about was the end. I was like, I should have worked on that ending. The ending sucked. You know, like, but th- that's just how I think. And he said a lot of writers are drunks for that reason because yeah. they drink to turn off the self-judgment. And I was like, that is such a fucking good idea. Like, why did I never think of that? And I wanted to go, go I wanted to get drunk and write. I was like, Tony's I've never done that before. get Heather drunk. Yeah. yeah. So we'll that's that's what it is for me, and we're gonna he's gonna explore that in the class, and we'll talk about. It's that interesting because for me, I don't think it's. Uh, I think I'm really objective enough to to not like doubt if something's funny or not. I kind of think of it as like a big math problem, but it's the motivation where like I can pick out this needs work, but I just don't feel like motivated to to work on it or something. That's hard. That's true of anything in life. You know what I mean? The hardest thing to do is something that you don't have to do, whether it's writing or you know, having a goal to learn something because we go through life so used to, you know, being answerable to somebody like our parents, our teachers, our employers. So when it comes to doing something you want, like if somebody, if one of you guys asked me like, hey, Tony, help me edit this story. I'll do it for you in a second. No problem. I'll yeah. do a great job. But it's like, Tony, write a story. It's like, nah, I don't have to, you know? So, <laughs> um, and for me, it's like when I wrote the novel, I was in Seattle. So I worked a lot. I worked at night. So I'd get up in the morning and I'd go to uh, like a Starbucks and sit there for two hours every day with just like my iPod, no phone or anything. And then I, and even if I didn't write anything, I would just sit there. But then I started writing and I wrote a book. That was very <laughs> unique. To the, yeah, just like, well, it never got published, you know, but yeah. uh, so. this is another part of my thing too. It's like, I just eliminate, like if it didn't get published, I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know what I yeah. mean? So See, that sounds like something I would do, but instead of actually writing it, I would just go there and sit there for two hours every day and just get turned into a habit. To me, it's like I always imagine stuff in my head and it, it like fits so well. And then it's just so like terrible to write it out on paper because it's never as good as it is in my head. That's the hard thing for me to get over, even though I'm a big I love editing more than I love writing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once I write once I write something, I can, uh, you know, like that was my job for many years and yeah. I loved it. And I think uh, when I think of something is usually visual, like I don't think um terms of like sentences and stuff like if i think of a guy walking into a bowling alley you know i see it i'm the same way and that's probably why it's so maybe everyone's like that yeah well but it makes for a lot of image like yeah descriptive like you can tell the way he thinks based on the way he wrote his story Mm -hmm. 
because like it was a lot of like image heavy stuff yeah which like i that's how i think as well like so i could really clearly see like this guy walking into a bowling alley yeah let me ask you this do you think this is kind of apropos of nothing but do you think of time as a series of events or periods like periods in your life um series of events okay i was just curious because heather and i think that way too but John and Jim think of like in terms of periods, which I thought was interesting. I never knew. I that do people. because I think I I think I usually live like kind of um like a certain lifestyle from like like two to three years, and then in like the next two to three years, I live a different lifestyle, and that's how kind of how my life goes. And I think of those as periods in my life. Because yeah, I, I honestly didn't know that people thought. I always thought everybody thought the same way, so that was a revelation. Time is more the period between events. Yeah, because we're talking about birthday parties, and like Heather and I were like talking about it, like. Oh, that was like a happy event, and but they're like, no, they're, John and Jim were like, no, there's all these things that you know, maybe one part of it was happy, but it's really like a series of events, most of which are not happy. Not that they're bad, but it's just like, yeah, you know. yeah. But if you think of like when you think back, like oh, that time, but you're thinking of like one single slice, not a chunk of time. Yeah, if if I th- you think about like the time between my birthday and Easter. That's more of a good representation of what time actually is. But when I think back on a year, it's not like, hey, there was 12 months of my life spent in certain amounts. It was like, oh, these are the things that happened during the time that year. Like in the year of 2008, I graduated, blah, blah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I've never heard anybody discuss that before until it just came up randomly. On and the then, show. and then, if I do think of an event, I also think of all the things that led up to that event and all the consequences that event uh, led to. Also, so I don't think of it as like one. I try to forget moment. consequences. That may be a personal thing, though. <laughs> yeah, you may not think of consequences ever. I don't. <laughs> At four twenty, I do what I want. Think of it. Mm-hmm. Damn, like a boss. Like a boss. I just think life's so gradual that I can't compacted into like moments like that i think it's so fast we're all getting older guys I'm i hope 40. so oh my god i, don't <laughs> I pushed out my lip to make i want to just like dissolve into the old skeleton like oh you look like lime to be poured over you well I like when they open the up the the cask on uh indiana jones and the guy looks at the light and just oh, dissolves yeah. in a thousand years in seconds <laughs> i just like to like be assumed best. into heaven you know just cut out the middleman you know I mean, me and Mary, you know? Yeah. Catholic? No way? Right. Yeah. No, no. I, I was distracted by trying yeah. to figure out John's thing. So okay. Exactly I didn't understand. Right. Yeah, I, I understood, but I was like, but the, the CGI was so terrible. It was <laughs> yeah. like claymation. Oh, it, was like, it wasn't CGI either. I was either. just it was thinking like, about like was a claymation. person yeah. breaking into like dust and going away. I was, I was thinking in terms oh. of a Harry Potter movie. So oh. that's oh. what my thought process or was. Or like New Star generation. Wars where they just sort of, like Yoda just sort of fades into nothing. Yes. It's closer just there. Or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, that's because they transferred their physical form into the Force. Oh, like... Oh. But then why, when Qui-Gon Jinn died in uh, The Phantom Menace, his body still remained? They never explained it. I'm that's because so he's a hack. I'm so excited by this topic choice. I want to turn uh, into, like, are you? the... Uh... Heather is. I, oh. Didn't you guys talk about this on, like, Heather the first podcast? Back. You had this detailed Star Wars conversation, and there's, like, no sound from Heather for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Heather, lean forward. Don't lean back and give up. Maybe we should make you watch Star Wars as your next movie thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Let's let's get back on track here. So, Jim, yeah, me, self doubt, Jim, motivation, Heather. Um, probably more motivation. Um, it's hard for me to start writing 
Um, this goes for any kind of writing that I do. Because I haven't done a whole lot of, like, well, I haven't done any writing, like, for comedy. And I have done, like, kind of some creative writing, but not in a really long time. And, um, like, I've just been writing papers for school, and it, I really procrastinate that. It's really hard for me to start. I should add, too, that of the four of us, Heather is taking the class, not to be a good sport, but to because she wants to, you know, stay with the group. Is right. that fair to say? As opposed to, like, right. having... Like, I, had, I hadn't thought about the class at all until Jim was like, so we want to do this class, do you want to do it, too? So having said that, how do you feel about the class after the first day? I feel... Um, I will say, I think this will help you with your papers. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. It will help me with my papers? Yeah. No, yeah. I really think it will. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Like... <laughs> no, I... So next week no. we're going to work on believability? <laughs> uh... No, I really do because it, it was... You know, he said to take five minutes and just start writing Mm -hmm. and then you'll find that you write for more than five minutes because when you sit down and you're like I have to write this whole thing and it's really overwhelming and that's how I do all of my papers but yeah if you just sit down and like say I'm gonna work on this for five minutes there is a lot less pressure and it's easier to do and I think that's true for any kind of writing I would do you know, one more thing is I also thought that um, this class will definitely help with my improv. Yeah, you said that during the class as well. You want to elaborate on that, how it'll help you, Jim? I don't know how to... Um, because especially the further we get in the class, we'll be able to talk about beats and stuff like that. And if you're in an improv scene, you can... Um, like, those are the kind of details, and you can figure out, like, your character's point of view, and you can start adding details in relation to that and justifying, you know, decisions based on that point of view. And I think it'll be a lot easier. And beats are just out of curiosity. And beats are... Yeah, come on, Jim. That's too inside baseball. I mean, it is. I don't know what that means. Well, it's like everyone who mentions it, they're talking it's about like something the, a little uh, different. It's like the strong points of the story. Like you have the introduction and... Uh, there's like introduction and then there's like a problem and then there's the escalation of that problem and then there's like the climax and the resolution. So, okay. so basically like the significant points of a story. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And then John, so uh, we've talked about... So now what's your, you know, motive... Ugh. What are what? you doing, Tony? John, <laughs> you got, I was distracted by like, why is he looking through his notes now? And um, <laughs> what I was going to say is, in terms for you, what is your kind of limiting factor? What holds you back, if anything, in writing? Mostly motivation to write, because lately I've had time, but I didn't really care. Because there's, there's no deadline. There's no nothing. It's just like, oh, maybe I should write. Or I could do anything else. And a lot of times anything else wins out because writing is actual work. Yeah. You also said that you like the class for the idea of giving you a sounding board, which you never had. Or you feel yeah, like, that's like it's sometimes you get stuck on an idea and it's nice to have people talk to about your story ideas or whatever. Or you get stuck on how to connect one bit to another. And it can be difficult to segue between things. Yeah. I, I thought it was... Um... 
really interesting too. Like when I took this acting class uh, at the actor studio, it's like you could do a performance, and it's the same thing like with reading our stories. Like you read it and you don't really think much of it, and then everyone else in the class starts giving you opinions about like what's going on in their head, and it's just like real. That's really fascinating to me. Mm. Just to give some kind of stimulus to other people and see what their responses are to it. Okay. And then yeah, it can motivate you to definitely add to your story to clarify certain things. I think that's really important. Just getting someone else's opinion on what they think's happening in a story may not be what you think's happening, and that can give you the extra connection you need to finish it. Yeah, right. Like yeah, like Jessica was saying, if something's like implied and she didn't like understand the detail or something, you just put that in and it makes it so much better. So let me ask you guys, yes or no going around real quick. Yep. Um no. Do no. you no that maybe was, do you think you can take criticism with it without getting emotional about it, Jim? Uh it depends who's giving it and what kind of criticism it is. In the class. Yeah, if someone is saying something like, you know, this is what made, this is what your story made me think of, then I think that's really good feedback. If they're saying your story should have been written this way, the way I like it, then that's not really feedback. That's okay. like them trying to rewrite it for you. All right, cool. Thanks for sticking to the yes or no format. Heather, yes or no? <laughs> can, you, uh, can you ask the question can again? Can you take criticism without getting emotional about it? Like a woman. Um, ah, I think that I can... Um, I don't, well, see, at this point, I don't feel very emotionally connected to what I'm writing, but I haven't really written anything yet, but I need, I can explain because he explained <laughs> the yes or no okay. format. <laughs> it's, it was out the window so before strike you one, even strike two, John, uh, just say whatever you want. Can you deal with criticism? <laughs> I give up. Do you, can you de deal with the uh, criticism without getting emotional? Do you think? I would like to first address that Heather did not emotionally connect to the character that represents her life. What? Yeah, that's a good point. That was the what? truest character to life of any of our assignments. Your character no. was Someone like that doesn't you. like bowling See, and likes to what drink. I found, okay, what I found difficult. <laughs> that's such a good point. About the, so we wrote the first story, which I wrote like, I think I, I wrote a little bit too much like I had too much of a point of view in the first one that we wrote which was totally exactly my point of view and then in the second one I mean you think it's funny because it was about booze and that that's apparently my point of view that I actually do hate bowling well, also because but I would started, go just for the booze you also started laughing and looking at all of us like I immediately know, because... being like hey guys that's me <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly in what light of did. recent events yes but um I don't know. Well, now I don't remember what I was saying. All right, John, go back to what you were saying. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Thank you. Look at that, guys. Yay. 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 Let me answer, too. Yes. Yes. Very okay, nice. so let's move on. Stay tuned. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Jessica, do you think you could accept criticism without getting emotionally involved? I prefer to accept criticism, and I just don't have that many emotions, so yes. Uh, <laughs> you, I've seen your emotions. Yeah, you would say that. And they're fiery yeah. hot. What are you talking about? Feminine. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, yeah. when did you see me feel feelings? <laughs> see what just happened there, right Jessica? Right second. Irony. Criticism immediately defensive. I don't Bang. have feelings. What? Right this second. I just saw the emotion. Oh. Yeah. The rage boiling to the top. Your hoodie hat Flying off your hoodie, head. Hoodie hat. Your hoodie hat. It's, it's both a things. hoodie hat. Is it a hat or is it a hoodie? It's, it's like a hoodie. It's like that you. goes on your it's head like, like a hat. It's a hoodie hat. It's like. 
culottes. Oh, skorts. Where did they go? Do people wear culottes anymore? What does it mean? Uh, it's an old lady that. Like Isn't that a drink you get at Starbucks? I think so. Culotta. It's like half iced tea, half yeah. lemonade. Sounds a like a Taco Bell yeah. beverage as well. Um, okay. So stay Are tuned we... for the rest of. Uh, no, you want to add something on there? I just want to know if we were done talking about our class. Yeah, we are. Okay, I have. Okay. Thank you, Heather. If you have, <laughs> let me trans. Let me transition it. to the next thing I was going to, which is our weekly new weekly feature, Heather's movie reviews. So, Heather, what movie did you watch this week? I was supposed to watch a Wes Anderson movie. Okay. Um, what was the one that you suggested to me? Uh, Life Aquatic, probably. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't find that one <laughs> on Netflix okay. or Hulu or HBO. Okay. So the one I did watch was um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, okay, that's his Ooh, most recent movie. That. Wasn't that nominated for an Oscar? Did yeah, for win? Best Picture and Best Director, it lost. Really? But it, I think it's well. Go ahead. This is your movie. Yeah, this review. is my movie review. Like a little so... background. Heather grew up very sheltered. She was only allowed to play in her backyard. No she movies. didn't watch any movies except for children's movies. So now we've shamed her into I watching don't think popular that movies. My childhood has that much to do with the amount of movies I've it, not seen. I'm pretty sure it has it everything. Then how to else do you explain it. that? I just did not watch movies <laughs> as, a, as an adult that could choose. What I wanted to do. A lot of these movies, Preach. yeah. <laughs> no, there's classic Touchstones movies that you've never seen. And, you but, like, know. but like, you guys always name off all these movies that are not adult movies. That, well, that are no. adult movies that like, why would I watch those as a kid? Well, as a teenager, you should watch some of these. What? Yeah, as a teenager, I chose not to watch movies. I did. Okay, see, now, when you talk about the movies you haven't seen, the only people that have a comparable lack of movies watch are people that grew up in like severely religious households. Okay. Anyways, so. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> she rejects. Yeah. The Amish folks. So you watched the Grand Budapest Hotel. Movies. I did watch it. And have you and you've never seen a Wes Anderson movie before? I've seen um I've seen parts of them, so I know that it, there's definitely um a style okay of that. I liked it okay. Okay, what did you like about it? Um. Hmm. Okay, let's use the scale <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, vomiting in my toilets. How many Heather vomiting in my toilets? How many would you toilets give it? did you vomit well, into for this movie? Is vomiting good or bad? Oh, it's good. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> for the purposes of this um, podcast, I liked it like a. I feel like I should watch it again, and I might like it better. But I liked it like I don't know, like a. This is hard, like a six or okay. seven. I don't know. What like, didn't, didn't you like? Why were you like? Did you find it hard to finish? You're like, I want to turn it off. You're allowed um, to do that, by the way. Um, Maybe I shouldn't give you that. Like I, I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel like I needed to turn it off, but I also didn't feel like, uh, if, like I'd be upset if I didn't know what happened. Were you doing something else while you're watching the movie? No. Okay, that's good. Like I started watching the movie, and then I said, "No, I'm gonna fall asleep." So I took a nap, and then I got up and and watched the movie. When exactly did you watch this movie? Today. Okay, that's fine. I yeah. just wanted to point out her procrastination. Yeah, that's fine. Um, She's got a lot of things on her mind. So what what didn't you like about it? Well, I okay, so and I've been thinking a lot when I was watching it and now today about characters. Um and it had like strong characters. Like these characters had a point of view. 
But I didn't feel like emotionally like invested in any of the characters. Mm. And I think that's the part that I think I think maybe it was like Mike was saying. I think maybe some of those characters are caricatures. Yeah. In those movies. I don't know. There's there I feel like there's a few background characters, but usually the characters in those movies have really elaborate backstories they're very eccentric but, but some of them i don't feel like there's any kind of arc to their lives like that bellboy's the bellboy he's always been a bellboy he's never gonna you know he's gonna die a bellboy i don't think yeah, feel like there's any what are you talking about he grows up to own the hotel through. that's the guy I in the liked, movie i actually liked that character the best i i haven't watched this one yet i recorded it you like and the then my dvr died and i had to erase it yeah, he does kind of grow up to own the hotel jim the whole movie is the guy recalling his life as a bellboy he does become somebody, but he's so two-dimensional. But he has that whole love story. Yeah, but there weren't really any like the, I didn't feel like emotion. I don't feel him. like he wants to be somewhere else or he wants to do anything. He's just living in this. Watch well, the mic stand. Um, if he becomes like the owner of the hotel, like I said, I have not seen this movie yet. Oh, sorry. No, it's <laughs> fine. Spoilers don't. I tried to record it and my DVR got fucked up. Okay. But if he loves the hotel, he makes it his home, and then he grows in his home. Yeah, he never. That's true. He does, He never wants to be anywhere else. I mean, that's his life. That's his love. The hotel. Just because he doesn't they become a trucker and have sex there, with whores. Like... Yeah. Did you see the movie? <laughs> movie? Yes, I've seen that movie. Did you like it? <laughs> I did. I did too. I had never seen a Wes Anderson movie before. I saw that movie either. Now, Heather, going into the movie, what kind of movie did you think it was? Like what genre? Drama, comedy. Um. I thought it was. I mean, I've. What was the other one? The on Royal the train? Tenenbaums. No, oh, one uh, on the train. Darjeeling Express. Yeah, I saw that one, and I thought, I like. I have a general idea about like, cause I know of like all of those movies. Answer the question. Can you repeat it? What kind of movie did you think it was? What genre? <laughs> Comedy, drama. A dramedy. Okay, that's what you said last time too. <laughs> I know. I think Every answer all is a dramedy. All right. So, how many vomiting in my toilets would you give it? Ten being the best. I said like a oh, six, six or seven. My toes. I know you said I just wanted to repeat that again. Anyway, Let's see if it would change. I don't know. But so I... okay, that's good. Uh, <laughs> what movie should we have Heather watch next? I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, that's that would I, be a good one. I vote for that one. Well, yeah, you guys need see if to it's on Netflix because yeah. it's like a kids movie with like a lot of adult suggestive themes. And yeah, it's funny. And also a man that masturbated in theater. And was later arrested for possession. That's what you do in adult theaters. Mm. Netflix does not have it. They have. <laughs> what, do you, what else do you go to adult Pee-wee, theaters for in the Pee-wee's 80s? Big adventure. Before the internet, people went to adult movie theaters to jack off. It just seems so crazy to me. I mean, I've never been in an adult theater, so I can't you know, speak on this, but I just I couldn't do that. Yeah, but you have a germ thing. Yeah, that's true. Also, an act, not it sure. Wasn't, it wasn't I like, also, like the matinee at the local mall. It was at a, an adult movie theater. Yeah, but he did this at the point where there was like internet porn available. I don't think there was. No? Well, there yeah, was definitely rental yeah. porn available. VHS tapes. Maybe, but when you... It's an extreme thing. You can't... Right? No? Would you do this, Jim? In that time period? Yeah. If I grew up before the internet, it probably... That's what people did. I'd do it right now. I don't think that's a very common thing. I still, I, bet think, you I still think even at the time, if you talk to people from that era, very few of them actually went into a adult movie theater and masturbated among amongst that a group of men. That is what we're talking about. Okay, I was like, is that 
Did you know that Pee Wee Herman, the guy that played Pee Wee Herman, it was in the 80s, was arrested in an adult movie theater for masturbating. And you know who is uh, who also was arrested for this is uh, the guy. He was like the star of the Detroit Improv Festival this year. Um, he was, you know, he's like an improv guy. He's been in. He's on Modern Family. He was in Best in Show. He was the announcer. Oh, oh um, um, uh, Will, Willard. Yeah, Willard. yeah, Willard Scott. No, no, uh, no Willard. Scott. I know what you're talking about, but I cannot. Anyway, that guy, George Willard. No, uh, he was arrested. This was like in the late 2000s. He yeah. was arrested, but he's an older guy. But, but when he, he grew up and he was a kid, there was no internet. They're not used to the internet, man. I still think that's it's a very telling thing that he was arrested for it. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. Do you know Pee Wee Herman was his improv character that he developed into? Yeah, yeah. What movie do we have Heather see next week? Well, I'm looking. I'm thinking maybe Wayne's World. That would be Wayne's good. Wayne's World is on either Netflix or Hulu because I okay. saw it when I was how about you watch, Wayne's World. Yeah, how about you watch Wayne's World? Right. Did anybody else like learn to appreciate comedy based on SNL 90s movies? Or is that a me? I, I would, don't know if I would say SNL me, but itself. I enjoyed it. I would say SNL itself and yeah. the movies as that well. That was really like Superstar was like that was the beginning. Oh, but really? you know what? It's interesting to like, me because I used to watch SNL like in the 90s and stuff, and I never made the connection that they came from improv. I didn't either. I, I just thought they were funny people or they were stand-ups or something. Yeah. I had no idea that improv was like a path. I thought they were always, it always, they always came from stand-up comedy. Yeah. And then I started hearing about like the Groundlings and Second City. Yeah. John, I'm going to ask you, what is the fact, do you have a fact of the week? I have a fact. Okay. Oh. But wait, I'm not ready. What? Oh, Hold on, but man. I have it. It's about Beyonce, kind of. Oh, my God. Okay, here's a fact. In um, the year 2001, there were 353 babies born that were named Beyonce. Wow. Which I'm is sorry. the only year in recorded history <laughs> yeah. that, um, the, that the name Beyonce ranked in the top 1,000 names. Anyway, that was a good fact of the week. I, like I, I feel like you kind of shoehorned in your love of Beyonce, so I don't know if that counts. But I feel like I should apologize to all those children. It's crazy. There's a kid in my school named Chance. That seems more... Kind of like I, that Homeward Bound. Yeah, right. Homeward Bound. I've I actually heard of multiple... Movie. Yeah, not the new modernized version. That's bullshit. Um, yeah. There's a modernized one? Yeah, they, it no. came out like three or four years ago. No, you need one where they don't even try to make it look like the dogs are talking. It's just like telepathic yeah, dogs. Yeah, that's the best part. That's they the best were part. telepathic too. They were. Yeah. They just look at each other and it's like, don't do it, Chance. Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh. Magical yeah, realism. Move their lips. I gotta you take a yeah. chance on this. I, You know, that's true. I love the telepathy because I fucking hate talking animals. Yeah. I don't know, like, does it really sell products? Because every time I see a talking dog or a baby, it annoys the shit out of me. I'm like, I am purposely not going to Applebee's. I, the only time it's acceptable <laughs> is if it's masterfully lip-synced to real movement. But I just feel it's... it's no, like if it. the cat, they don't mess with the video and the cat just moves its mouth and like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like Alan. Alan. Yeah. Alan. yeah. That can be really funny. There's a yeah. comedy video where they have a guy singing like talking to the dog talking and it's so funny. He's like, oh, what, what? You know, like... I'll, I'll show it to you guys later. Yeah. It's, it doesn't really play on the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> let's wrap it up. I'd like to thank our very special guest, Jessica Femininio. Let's give her a round of applause, everybody. <laughs> Jessica, I've never extended this to a guest, but I can say you're welcome back anytime. Oh, my God. Femininio. Thank you so much, guys. This was Mm. fun. 
Come back into our house, Jessica. For show. And follow our adventures in uh, as we embark down the path of writing and getting our own sitcoms. Force people friends. to listen to us. Think about it, man. At the end of the program, we'll have 80 sketches between us. Yeah. But Heather's going to be one. Heather's going to get the multi-show like show picture deal, I predict it. Absolutely. She has the least... like at stake in here. I like think she has Beyonce yeah. is going to star in one of Heather's sketches. I'm going to get you to meet, like what if, oh what if we got you to meet Beyonce? How would you feel? Would you freak out? Ah, uh, yeah, I'd freak out a little bit. What if you get so good at this, you direct Beyonce's next music video? Married ladies. And, she, <laughs> and then she touches your vagina. What? Okay. That's in play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? I was like, I'd like to see that happen. Well, we talked about it yesterday. <laughs> okay. She wants it. So let's wrap it up. Once again, this is the After Improv Podcast for the wizard, Jim Harper, the warrior, John Yar, and the maiden true, Heather Anonymous. I am Tony Augusti. The reluctant Play- hero. The reluctant. You don't have to say that anymore. That's fine. They know. Play us out, Jim. Oh, it's the After Improv Show, you motherfuckers. <laughs>